Good morning, everyone. It's Judith A. Hope you're listening to Mad Love. Welcome to the show. Welcome to March. Uh, I hope you can still find it in your heart to be kind to black people since it's no longer Black History Month, which that's a nice gesture. But the reality is black history is American history. Just be good to us 365, right? Just be fair, you know, and it's insulting a little bit that a lot of gestures that happen during February, people think we're not smart enough to figure out that it's just, you know, it's just something to do or say. Uh, it's another reason to send another email or another reason to try to get people to go to your website or whatever. Stop it. Anyway, I am, uh, I had a great Black History Month. I am Black History. <laughs> <laughs> and it was a good February, very solid month. Looking forward to uh, continuing uh, to do more in March. Uh, things are going really, really well. I cannot complain. Uh, very busy, very hectic, um, but still good, really good. And, you know, we're about a year into COVID life. Um, I remember this time last year uh, getting the green light to work from home and having a different schedule. And, you know, to be honest with you, that part has not been bad. (laughs) That's been, it's been great. It only gets frustrating when you don't have everything you need to, to work from home effectively and you still find yourself going into the office. But, you know, I think we've had a cultural shift. I've been working from home in different roles since 2012. So I'm a person who actually likes working from home. I get a lot done when I'm at home. Um, and I think companies are starting to understand like, okay, maybe this is something we can actually do. Um, instead of just thinking everybody's, you know, goofing off or, and some people are, you know, some people are, uh, but I'm not one of those people. So I actually get a ton of work done when I'm at home cause I can focus, you know? So anyway, it's been an interesting year. Uh, peaks and valleys, ups and downs, definitely had some, I mean, I was on the ropes many times last year. There's just so many things that I wanted to happen just didn't happen. Uh, You get close and then it gets taken away or you get close and it's like, no, I changed my mind. Just, it was a lot. (laughs) So it's been a year, um, you know, with good and bad peaks and valleys, like I said. So, um, I'm looking forward to some normalcy, but things won't ever really go back. I think fully to the way they were. People are scarred now because now you're going to be afraid that you're going to, you know, transmit a new virus like that. That had for Americans that really hadn't permeated our thought system. That just seemed like something that happened in other countries. And uh, this was global and relentless. I mean, that is a lot of death. Um and the fact that, you know, that could, that could happen again, it's it's going to leave people uh, weary for a while, which, you know, not to be callous, but it really opens up the doors for uh, certain technologies like virtual reality. Uh, finally, it'll probably get a more commercial push, consumer push instead of kind of like this limited thing it's in, which is great for me because my uh, business does... Um, virtual reality you know we have a partner that we want to use we just really haven't had a lot of projects that that we could expand and because 
you know, not everybody has a headset or anything. So, you know, I was listening to Gary Vaynerchuk and he was talking about the future of VR is probably more like you put in a contact lens and then you're in that world, like some, you know, next level shit. How dope does that sound? Um, And your brain really doesn't know the difference. So I actually have one of those little Google things and you put your phone in there. It is it is amazing. And we're just on the beginning of that. And my band, the way it is constructed. Well, I shouldn't call it my band. Well, it is right now because we don't really have any other members in it. (laughs) But the way I constructed it was to work as a collaborative team. But, you know, we all have jobs and responsibilities and obligations. So it's not like everybody was like, oh, we're just going to, you know, pack up a van and move to California. I mean, it's not the 90s. So uh, we just started working and I was like, well, if we ever get to the place, we can just do virtual stuff. We can do VR. And the band is designed to be um, a virtual reality platform. So I'm super excited. Uh, Yeah, I spent the weekend studying NFTs and, um, you know, just trying to figure out how to best position my company to profit from uh, all the new and amazing technology that's going on right now, you know, so, um, you know, part of it is just being prepared, you know, so COVID was bad, all bad, but there were some good things that did manage to happen uh, for me and a lot of people, you know, no doubt. Um, Stay focused. If you were fortunate enough to keep your job, uh, keep working And, you know, I know people who got promoted through this, who uh, got, you know, dream jobs through COVID. Um, Life still went on and it's still going on. And so don't get discouraged if you're not where you really want to be, because you can get there. There's just there. You just have to focus and go after what you want. And, And if you want more money, find a job that will pay you more money. If you don't really know what you want to do with your life, be still. Wake up as soon as you get up, you know, and think about if I was living my perfect day, what would it look like? And if it starts with, you know, drug or something silly and illegal, don't stop it. Start over. I mean, seriously, you've got to be able to learn how to take care of yourself. Um, So, you know, what does that day look like? What do you wear to work? What are your coworkers like? Do they make you laugh? Do you spend more time in your office than talking to people? Do you, you know, do you have an office? Um, do you work outside? Do you work with music? Do you work with tools? You know, just really allow yourself to figure it out. Get still and use your imagination because you can't know what you like if you don't give it any time. You don't, you can't figure out what you want your work life to be like if you don't think about it. And trust me, plenty of us have not given it any thought and we wound up in the world's worst jobs. I should do a podcast on crappy jobs, Um, like a whole show, (laughs) a whole different show, not an episode. All right. So Woody Allen's uh, the second part of uh, Allen versus Pharaoh's showed last night. And I'm going to tell you something. It it is troubling to me how little afterthought we gave Woody and Sunni. I've been calling her Sunni like everybody else, but it's obviously pronounced Sunni. 
And this girl, you know, the picture they paint is she was pretty much running wild in the streets of Korea somewhere when Mia adopted her. She had really terrible social skills. I mean, she was basically like the Korean Nell, um, which is a, a old Jodie Foster movie. <laughs> I never watched it, but one of my friends did one of the worst, most hilarious impressions. And I was like, okay, I got it. <laughs> I don't need to see that. <laughs> I don't want to watch Jodie Foster for two hours do what you just did for three seconds. <laughs> Which probably isn't fair. But anyway, uh, she just didn't have a lot of... Uh, her mom abandoned her in the street basically like I'll be back and never came back and she was running with a pack of kids when when she was adopted by Mia Farrow and they paint this picture that she never really meshed with the other adopted kids even the adopted Asian kids like she just didn't mesh with the family and Mia Farrow uh, spent a lot of time trying to engender some sort of maternal bond with her uh, which explains a lot. And who knows what happened to her while she was running in those streets. You know, it, life is not safe for a girl, period. Um, but it's especially not safe for a girl, you know, with no family and no protection, just running around. So who knows what happened to her? And it would explain why she was so comfortable stepping into this role of, you know, her mother's... Um, boyfriend's you know wife because <laughs> when he never married Mia I mean who knows what I don't know I don't know them I don't know any special details but when you watch this documentary or this docuseries it's just really unsettling and you realize you get to choose what you believe and what you don't believe um but you realize how crushingly um overwhelmingly favorable the coverage was towards Woody and not Mia because as soon as he said she was just a crazy woman fighting for custody of her kids that just sort of sparked this thing like yeah she does seem crazy and that was it and I remember I was alive in 92 I was uh, grown and I remember it was just sort of like well he said she's nuts and bitter and almost to the point where like the per a person in the docu series says it best. Like he did kind of groom us because she uh, he played these roles in the movies where he's sort of hapless and funny and witty and and you know he's not particularly good looking. Um, so there was like this affability and this down to earth like likability. And he was sort of like this, like I said, just a stereotypical, you know, even though he was neurotic, he was a minch, you know, I, it was it's strange because he sort of groomed us through his movies to accept whatever he was going to say or do. And then you have the situation with um, Mia Farrow, where he he's accused of molesting and you get the words of the original daughter in the original video uh that the prosecutors had uh of what he did to her and it's horrifying because she's seven and you know uh she's just giving you the facts it was an awful thing that happened to her and she's telling her mom what happened 
and it's horrifying. And then he also, but we, it was sort of okay that he married the other daughter. You know, I, I was never a big enough fan of his movies to be like, that's it, you know, but I, I never, after that, I probably never consciously was like, I gotta see a Woody Allen. You know what I mean? Like, it's hard for me to admit Manhattan is still one of the most beautifully filmed movies I've ever seen. And, um, Annie Hall is one of my favorites. It's just, it just was, but I gotta be honest. He's not one of my all time favorite directors. And I don't know if this had something to do with it, but when you hear, you know, from their family, what it felt like after, you know, you realize you had this predator in your house. Cause even if you don't believe what happened to the little girl, Dylan, it's still some, I feel, still feel some kind of way about him marrying one of her adopted daughters, someone he met as a child. He would have met her at like eight or nine. And, she, you know, then in within 10 years, you've got her, you know, you're taking the new photos of her. Apparently she would leave high school and come over his house. Um, and there's all kind of testimony that, that clearly sexual activity had taken place and she was in high school but not not only all of that it's your girlfriend's uh you know daughter i uh 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 and i know it happens a lot i know it happens more than we are comfortable talking about as a society and the reason why he gets away with it and regular joe doesn't is because he was rich enough to hire good enough attorneys to make it go away. And he was hiding in plain sight. They, they're still married. They go to these basketball games. Everybody knows Woody and Suni. But what kind of relationship do they really have? She's really enough for him. I mean, he's 85 now and she's, what, 40? Gross. I just got to be honest. It's just really gross. I, she might be older than that, but now. But she's she wasn't when they started he was like 50 and she was 20 something like that it's a huge disgusting age gap and I try not to be judgmental but that is just there's something really not right and healthy about that and it sort of happened and everybody was just like great give him some more money to make movies it's Woody being Woody very strange the stuff we say okay to is really, really weird. And I feel like we're on an, in an awakening, especially with this younger generation, because they, they are very sensitive and they are very, like you watch our programming with the lens of today's kid and you realize, oh, okay. <laughs> well, it's not, I mean, the seventies were bananas. Like if you want to know what my childhood was like, watch the original Bad News Bears, like the real one. <laughs> <laughs> that that is completely inappropriate uh from beginning to end little darlings there's so many movies i watched as a kid that probably i shouldn't have or i mean the it was just a different time a lot less sensitivity <laughs> anyway i don't get it i don't get it that is tough to watch and I couldn't fall asleep. I shouldn't have watched that before I was trying to go to sleep because I was just so irritated. And he, the way this little baby is explaining what he was doing, it's just like 
horrifying. And I'm so sorry he didn't get prosecuted. I really am. Because, you know, you'd like to think, well, he fell in love with Sunni and they got married and that was the end of the story. But it wasn't really, you know, for all we know, they could have been global sex traffickers. I don't know that. It's wild speculation, but I, I don't know. I have no idea what to make of this. I'm not saying he did that. I'm I'm not saying he did the sex trafficking thing, but if he did what he did to this little girl and then married her sister, I mean, yikes. It's a tough way to start off the month. (laughs) It really is. Because that was hardcore. I mean, I was just irritated and like, ugh. And then we got to wait a whole nother week to, ugh. Anyway, I personally hope that everybody is doing well and that, you know, it's a good lesson. We need to stop putting people up on pedestals because they're definitely going to fall off of them. It just obviously if you're a rich, powerful man, it takes a lot longer. You know, the dude's 85 now. I mean, ooh, cancel culture. Most 85 year olds are canceled anyway. They're because they aged out of the system. You know, I don't see how this is going to be any blight on him at this point but you know shame on us for letting it go this far i mean golly that that was rough i defy anybody to listen to that little girl say what happened and just be like you know cool with it 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 was disturbing on that note (laughs) i don't mean to shit on your first monday of march but you know expect it again next week because I'm going to watch the third episode and just, you know, let's just be good to each other. Okay. We can't stop every predator and we can't save every person, but we can be good to each other in our daily lives. So let's just go for that. You know, a lot of people on my prayer list, I'm telling you, people are really going through it. And my prayer list is, is very, very full, but I got room for you too. If you need it, let me know. Oh, and real quick, I'm thinking about doing a live podcast on on a, a, a site called Station Head. It's an app, and now they're finally available on Android. You can get your own radio show, too. But this way, the podcast, you guys could call in, and we could interact. We could talk live instead of, you know, me waiting to find out if you're listening or if you have questions. You know, my friends just text me, but what about people who I don't know? There are a lot of people I don't know who listen to this podcast. So I'm thinking about you. Let me know. Uh, no, I'm going to let you know because I'm probably going to do that. That I can do. I just have to carve out some time to do it. All right, people. Be good. You know, just be good. Be safe. Take care of yourselves and uh, be your best. <laughs>